<laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode 190, first one of 2021, uh, and it's a Monday. Let's get it cracking. Let's get the new year going. Uh, hopefully, you fight off the, the hangover from New Year's Eve, the, the food coma from Christmas. We're in the new year, and we're ready to get after it. Um, and this is a new type of episode, right? So this is the first of its kind. Expanding the show uh, here to, to two per week and, and trying this out as a little bit of a test to do, uh, you're still going to do the normal long form interviews that come. Uh, we're now going to do them on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. And now I want to do short form content here on Mondays to help get people fired up for the week and also to help highlight more millennial sellers. So not just the John Barroses of the world or the Scott Leases of the world, the people that have been doing this for decades and decades, right? Getting people currently in the field, SDRs, AEs, first-time sales managers, uh, sharing their tips and helping to motivate people and, and give them actionable advice uh, to do better in their jobs. So hopefully that adds value to people. I'm really excited for this week's first episode of doing this. Thank God it's Monday. Let's highlight a millennial uh, the salesperson of the week. So let's get straight into it. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this concept for a while and came across Carolyn Dorcott's post on LinkedIn where she did an infomercial for one of her prospects, right? And so when I think of infomercials, I think of cheesy products, you know, that are being pushed by even cheesier people at two in the morning, right? Uh, Billy Mays or the Sham Wow or the Magic Bullet or the Snuggie. I'm sure we've all seen these. Right, but that's not what that's not what we're talking about. Um, what Carolyn has done is create a funny yet educational uh, sort of infomercial, three to four minutes for her prospects. So I'm going to link the infomercial itself uh, in the show notes here. We're going to put it on YouTube so you can check it out. Um, that'll be the way that, you know, after the interview, you can go see what she's talking about. Maybe you can replicate it for your product uh, or service. I'd love to see that. But I had a conversation with Carolyn. She's a senior SDR at Gong. And, um, you know, we talked about this strategy that she had that she originally posted on LinkedIn, but she's also using things like Cameo. She's using TikTok. She's using JibJab, which honestly, I didn't even know what that was until this conversation. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, what she really says is that it's all about being human, which I 100% agree with. Right, we're not robots meant to just hit send on a sequence. You know, we're not supposed to just be cold calling without thinking about it, or you know, connect and pitch on LinkedIn. Right, you got to have a human element to business and to sales if you want to be successful. I think Carolyn's a great example of that. So, um, for you know, we're going to get into this conversation in a minute. Um, if you'd liked the podcast, if you saw value in this, first of all, go follow and connect with Carolyn on LinkedIn. Um, she's very active. She loves to connect with people and, and meet like-minded people. Uh, second, show some love to the podcast. Subscribe, review on Apple, Spotify. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well, Millennial Sales. Uh, and you can add me on social media as well. I'm on LinkedIn, Tom Alamo. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Tommy Tahoe. So I love to connect with new people, love to meet new people. So uh, give me a shout. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. We're doing this test to see what you folks think. And I think Carolyn is a great way to kick that off. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Carolyn Dorcott. Let's go. All right, Carolyn Dorcott, 
Welcome on. Let's chat. Yes. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been wanting to do this type of a session, this type of an episode for a while. And um, I was think I was trying to find the right person, the right moment to start bringing it up. And I came across your post on LinkedIn where uh, you created like a, a customized like infomercial, like three or four minutes long for a prospect that will remain nameless and uh, like personalized it for them, tagged people in the company uh, and pretty much was, you know, just said, Hey, you know, this is your life without, you know, our product. And here's how we can make your life better. And if I know any revenue leaders in the house here on LinkedIn that can vouch for us, feel free to hop in the comments. And there's dozens of comments of all these people like just saying, Hey guys, take a meeting with her and all this stuff. And I just thought that was, first of all, incredibly creative. And second of all, just the coolest thing to see, you know, customers kind of like pile on to that situation. So I'd love to just hear you talk about where you came up with that idea. And um, if you're doing it more than just that one time and, and how that's going. Yeah, yeah, that that post really blew up. It was really cool to see so many people kind of band together and help me. Um, but so our man, my manager, um, will kind of forward his emails uh, from other SDRs that are reaching out to him, um, and you know, ask what our thoughts are. Just trying to think of new ideas, trying to think of you know, new ways to get a hold of people. And so he sent us this one, and it had a video in it. Um, but the video was you could tell marketing produced this video. It was beautiful. There was a graphic designer involved, something like we could never do. But one of the issues with the video was it wasn't super personalized. And my manager even said like, really none of the use cases resonated with him. Um, beautiful video, but you know, if it doesn't resonate, it's not going to work. And so he challenged all of us to create our own versions of it using the tools we have. And with the tools we have, it's really just drift in our cell phone cameras. Um, but this video really showed the product and different use cases within the product. Um, and that was something that we hadn't really done a lot of. So loved the idea, but how do, how do I do that without being a graphic designer was like my biggest thing. Um, and so luckily I have a really great group of friends who are not in sales and I kind of asked them, do they have any ideas on how the heck do I show this product and like show all these use cases and, and make it personalized to like each prospect, but like also have time to make cold calls. Um, and so we got a few ideas and I decided the infomercial was probably the best way to do it. Uh, just because one, infomercials are never that good of quality anyway. So even if, you know, right, right. using drift and it looks terrible, it's still funny and still going to get the point across. Um, and everyone's seen an infomercial and then it's a great way to like show people the product, um, and not have to like care about my editing skills or my acting skills or anything like that. Um, and so, since then I've created, you know, different scenes that I've saved of different use cases that resonate with like managers, directors, CROs, VPs, uh, different things that, you know, each persona would care about. So when I go and find a prospect that I think, you know, may find this uh, entertaining, um, I can edit in the use cases that I think, you know, resonate depending on what's happening within the company. Like if they're growing, if they just released a product, if they acquired a company, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, if they have like 
put out any goals or anything on LinkedIn. Um, so I can edit those together uh, to make it a little more personalized to like what they're doing right now. And then I also am able to edit in a more personalized introduction on, you know, who I am, why I'm reaching out and why I'm showing these them these specific use cases. And do you use that as like a last step or like a first step? Or when do you typically bring this out? Because this is like a power play, you know, this is not the standard email. Yeah, um, I haven't used it on a first touch yet, uh, just because it does take me like a little to understand the company and, you know, what they're doing and what they're focusing on. Um, so usually around like a mid touch to an end touch, like kind of like a Hail Mary throw, um, just to try to get their attention and show them like visually what Gong does, because I mean, I know what we do and I know it could help them, but getting that point across and having them understand that is really hard just, you know, through words. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I see from some of your other posts, like you've got, you're using the cameos, like I'm seeing with, you know, different professional athletes. Um, it sounds like, you know, you have other things in the, in the works. I don't even remember what's that, what, what was that other app zigzag or what was it? What was oh, Jib jab, jib jab, jib jab. Yeah. So cameo is really fun. Uh, we did a whole campaign around cameos where, uh, we got, you know, a certain budget and we all got to send out cameos, see how it worked. People love them. I mean, how could you not love getting a personalized message from like a star athlete that you love? Um, and then with Jib Jab, I love Jib Jabs. They're hilarious. They're just a fun way to get people's attention and to like use their face because who doesn't love looking, you know, you like looking at yourself. Um, <laughs> so putting their True. face into a ghost um, Jib Jab when they ghost you uh, has been one funny, but people also really find it hilarious and will reply to me and, you know, reschedule that meeting that they ghost me on. So what do you this is like pretty tactical, but what do you actually say in that email? So you send them the jib jab of the ghost, or you send them Gabe Kapler saying what's up from the, you know, San Francisco giants, or you send them your four minute infomercial. Are you typing something? Or are you just like, Hey, I made you this video. Check it out. Yeah, I definitely type something out. I mean, it's different for each person because again, you have to personalize it. Um, you know, with the cameo and having a sports athlete talk to them, you have to explain why does this sports player even like relate to sales? Uh, so comparing like, hey, all professional athletes watch game tape to get better. Why don't your sales reps? Um, and comparing it in that way. Um, and with the ghost, it's always like, hey, I haven't heard back from you, which makes me believe you're a ghost. Uh, just like you are in this jib jab video, is this what you look like? Uh, please reply to me to let me know you aren't actually, you know, Casper the ghost. Um, and just kind of making <laughs> a joke out of it. Um, but yeah, each ones are different, definitely more personalized. In the infomercials, depending on how much information I have, I try to put in like the exact use cases of how they're gonna use it um, or how they would use us, but it, it just really depends on each prospect. And I have to imagine that you have a culture where people, I know you have, you know, quotas and meetings that you have to hit and things like that. But I feel like in the, in the typical sales culture, it's like, well, you've got to make your 50 dials or your hundred dials, and you've got to send this many emails. And 
this just doesn't fall into that category. Like if you're pulling for a volume play and you're going to hit like high level metrics, you should not make a four minute video for a prospect, like, you know, in an infomercial and like, you know, like you're like creating this whole clip thing. Like that is probably not how you should spend your afternoon. So how does, how does, whether it's your manager, if it's just a company culture, like how, how do they make that acceptable or even encourage you to do that? Is there like a channel where people are on Slack talking about it or it's just kind of like a company value or, or what do you, what would you say to that? I think, well, one of the main reasons I even took this job at Gong was because they value like challenging conventional wisdom, um, which I love. I, I don't really like cold calling um, at all. So knowing like, either. <laughs> right? it's not fun. Um, knowing that this company, like when I first started, they were sending Sendosos, sending Amazon packages, all this stuff being as creative as possible. Um, just like really drew me to this company. Um, we definitely have like KPIs that we should be hitting, um, especially, you know, when COVID hit, um, we only really saw success over the phones compared to like emails um, and LinkedIn messages. Uh, but again, I hate cold calling. So while I also worked on upping my cold call volume, I wanted to figure out a way for me to still hit quota without having to do something I really didn't like. Um, and so my manager was fully supportive as long as, you know, you hit your quota and you're getting to where you need to be uh, there, then they really don't mind you finding all these new creative ways to reach out, especially because these ways really create raving fans and like add to the, you know, the value of Gong uh, just because the sales reps are doing things that, you know, no other reps really out there have been doing. Um, it's, it's really great to be a company that definitely supports that. I love that. And, um, so what's next? Like you were mentioning before we started recording, maybe there's something that works on TikTok, or we are talking about, you know, I think you've been using Sendoso for a while or, or the company has been using it for a while too, but what's like, what, what are some of the future creative ideas that you have going on? So, yeah, uh, I, I made a sales TikTok a, a while back, um, wore a, sheet over my head and uh did a little ghost uh tiktok you know uh, okay yeah pretending to be a vpo sales just like on my way to ghost another sdr uh <laughs> just you know funny relatable things so we we're working on getting a tiktok account up um which will be really fun and hopefully we can you know turn that into using it for prospecting too um to send people you know another visual um and then Sendoso always, we will forever be sending people Amazon things, you know, things that relate to their hobbies, um, that will just make them happy to receive in the mail. Um, and I'm also hoping since, uh, football season is here, I would love to make a Super Bowl commercial. So mm. figure out how that one happens. That would be epic. Mm -hmm. But, but part of it too is, um, you know, like, trying to find these different aspects, whether it's Sendoso or, you know, you're making a TikTok video of a ghost. Um, when do you, like, how do you put that into your day? Because I'm sure, like you said, you hate cold calling. I hate cold calling too. Uh, I'm sure you still have to do it. And I'm, you have to send cold emails and you have to hit people up on LinkedIn and do more conventional things too. So when do you, 
like, do you have time where you're just like brainstorming these ideas? Do you have like a Sendoso hour every week where you're like checking out the latest things that you can potentially send people or, uh, or you send a lot of time like researching people on, you know, Facebook or Instagram to learn more about them personally to get there? Like, how do you work in this like very personal aspect of getting to know a prospect versus again, what is traditionally known as like a pretty heavy volume type of job? Yeah, that one's hard. I, I do a Sendoso training every month for new hires. And one of the things that I make really clear is like, this works, you know, it creates really amazing fans. Like if you send a Sendoso, you're like 80% sure you're going to book a meeting. Um, but you need to build a pipeline and you need to continue to add prospects into sequence and reach out and do these cold calls because it's not like an instant gratification like you would get on a cold call. Um, so I always make sure to tell them you need to have at least like a month under your belt before you take the time to stalk people on Facebook because honestly, you could spend hours doing that and get so deep into people like people's lives. And um, it definitely is hard, but once like I was able to build up that pipeline and have those relationships and have people, you know, say, hey, reach out in this quarter and like have that there for the next quarter, it's been a lot easier to make time for these fun things. Um, and plus, these things are, I guess, the things that really keep me going as an SDR. Um, so I, I definitely have to make time for them. Um, and I mean, cold calling, as long as you, if you just keep dialing and dialing and don't think about it, you can get like, oh gosh, I don't want to say 50, but you can get like 50 cold calls done within like two or three hours of the day, realistically. Yeah. Um, and that might even be a lot of extra time. So being able to like take notes on the, all your accounts so you don't have to like go back and find different talking points like saves you time. Um, just like little tricks like that where you already have that data in front of you so you don't have to do it every time gives you so much time for these fun things. Plus it's a good talking point when you're talking to someone. Like if a football game's coming up and you know they like a team, you can always bet them and be like, hey, let's bet on this. If your team wins, I'll send you a gift card. If they don't win, you have to take a meeting. Love that too. Yeah, that works really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the the last piece I want to touch on is is what you mentioned about, um, you know, having that be something that kind of keeps you going too as an SDR for a job that, again, in a traditional sense can be, you know, can be pretty mundane, like, especially in a work from home where you're not in a sales like on a sales floor with your other colleagues and you can kind of hear and say, if you get hung up on, on the phone, it's like, you know, your, your buddy next to you can be like, Oh yeah, that sucks. Like that happens to me all the time. Or you just kind of have that encouragement together or even some competition. But when you're in your apartment or house or wherever by yourself or with a roommate, it's a lot tougher to do. It's a lot tougher to be a salesperson. So uh, I just love the thought of trying to mix it up and get creative, whether that's, just starting with, if you're doing none of these things, like starting with like just a video of yourself uh, and, or maybe using something like Sendoso or, um, or if you're getting, you know, into the deeper levels, you can, you know, start ripping TikToks and Super Bowl commercials and things like that. But I think that just keeps things interesting and keeps you on your toes and, and helps with your job satisfaction. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah, it totally does. And like, it sucks to be, you know, locked in a room just doing your job and not having people around to like laugh at when you get or laugh with 
when you get hung up on. Um, but also it, it resonates a lot with prospects because they're also feeling this, you know, they're real people, even if they're a CRO, you know, they're like, they could be someone's like mom or dad. So just, and they want to have fun too. They don't always want to be spoken to like super professional. They don't want to have, you know, these boring emails. Um, they want something to like, I guess, take them out of that day-to-day uh, cycle that they're in and be like, oh, wait, someone actually realizes I'm a person and I have like hobbies and interests and stuff outside of sales. Um, so it definitely helps like, I don't know, relate more and like get them to open up too. Totally. Business can be super boring if you let it be. And just like, you know, just a long string of emails and internal meetings. Um, so uh, as we wrap this up, any any last words, any last thoughts for uh, the millennial salespeople out there? And where can people check you out to see the latest things that you're doing to get prospects and all of the different videos and jib jabs and whatever else you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, last bit of advice, be a human and just be yourself. I realized when I threw out that professional, you know, persona, uh, people started liking me more and taking meetings and talking to me, um, which is great. You can find me, uh, I think it's just Carolyn Dorcott on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I think that's my URL. Um, so add me, I add everyone, um, love building out that network. And I'll post there. Awesome. Thanks, Carolyn. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for checking out that podcast. I hope you saw value, uh, whether you're you know working out right now or doing the dishes or uh, you know laying around the couch, whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some value. If you did, the only thing that you can do to really help me out is to share this podcast with a friend share it on social media, and please subscribe wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is, and leave a review on Apple if that's where you're listening. That, that's what helps us to spread reach, helps us to get better guests uh, like the one that you heard just now, um, and to give you as much value as possible. So connect with me, uh, LinkedIn, Kamalemo, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tommy Tahoe, and subscribe, leave a review, and make it a great day. Peace. Thank you so much.